The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. We got Truck Advisor back up and rolling, Danny. She's back, Jack. Thank God. I dig it. I dig it. We've had some great episodes here previously. If you haven't had a chance to check out Nick's uh, segment on the LML Dead Pedal and the LML Dead Pedal Fix, jump on, take advantage of that. Those are available on iTunes, YouTube, and all of our other outlets. And don't forget about Snapchat, Instagram, and Facebook. That's right. That's right. All of Danny's social media fun. Duramax Tuner is how you can find all those. That's right. Search search Duramax Tuner on any social media outlet, and Danny will probably reply to you. For sure. Uh, we also had a great episode with Tony Burkhart of Dirty Hooker Diesel talking about driveline setups. And marketing. And, and marketing. <laughs> <laughs> and we also got a chance to do our 100,000 uh, download episode. Thank you again to all of our listeners. Please keep downloading and sharing the episodes. It does a, a great deal to keep us motivated to keep these coming. And today, like Man. I said, Truck Advisor back up and running. Caden, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, man. Caden Hess uh, has worked with some of us over at Duramax Tuner for a little while now. He has a 2010 LMM, and we thought we'd bring him on the show to uh, give him a hard time. <laughs> All righty. Good to be here, guys. Absolutely. Caden, real simple here. I want you to get started, as all of our guests do, and tell us, How'd you get started in diesel performance? Well, you know, being younger and everything, I always loved just engines in general. It didn't matter what it was. You know, I had a dirt bike, snowmobile growing up. You tinker with that stuff. And then uh, after high school, I got into an apprenticeship program with Caterpillar, Michigan Cat, actually. So I went to school to be a um, diesel technician. And then after I got out of college, I got a full-time job working at Michigan Cat, which is where I still work. And then I was approached by a guy I know to do some performance work to his 2013 Power Stroke, actually. And so I didn't really know a whole lot about the new Power Stroke platform. And so I asked a friend that also worked at Michigan Cat if he'd be interested in helping me with it. Said, yeah, and this guy didn't know what he wanted. He just wanted more power. That's all he knew. Money didn't matter. He wanted more power. Was his name Tim so, Allen? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we did that and didn't really know what to expect. It ended up being a home run, and the guy was happier than heck with the truck, and uh, drove awesome. And we kind of started really liking that. And we both had uh, my friend and I both had uh, Duramaxes of our own, and. You know, back then, I really didn't know a whole lot about the performance aftermarket world and just started going on the Internet and reading about stuff. And, you know, it just kind of took off from there. And now I'm at where I'm at. I work at Michigan Cat during the day and uh, started up a side business uh, called American Diesel Performance with that friend on the side. That's, That's awesome, awesome, man. What a, what a great start to get into diesel performance. Just that initial passion of having a truck or a friend's truck that you see kind of get a little horsepower, and it just kind of bites you like a bug, right? That's exactly what happened, and it was all downhill, spend money from there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? How many times have we heard that, Paul? It's the same story, man. That That's the, the song of diesel performance. But tell me, is that LMM your first Duramax, or have you had ones before it? No, that's my first Duramax. I went from a half-ton gasser to a, bought the 2010 LMM, and I uh, bought it, and it just had a box, box programmer PPE tuner on it, and then 
it's now tuned with motor ops tuning. But really, other than that, it doesn't have a whole lot done to it. It's got a lot of parts sitting here waiting to for me to get time to put them on there. What? So, wait a second. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, you have parts waiting to put on there? <laughs> that That's a problem I've never had, to be honest with you. Any parts that have come in for me, they're on that night. It's usually, I'll I'll sacrifice sleep for it, but... Like the UPS driver's helping me. <laughs> <laughs> like, getting it done now. Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. Okay, what kind of goals do you have for this truck in the future, Caden? How far do you want to take it? Well, you know, eventually when it's probably not my daily driver anymore, I would like to, you know, I'd like to hit that 1,000 horsepower number with it. I want to build the engine someday when it's not the daily driver, but for now... I want to see it hit. I want to see it hit over 700. I want to see the 750 with it. I don't know if I want to do, you know, a single kit on it or just a single drop-in charger to get it there or if I want to do a stock or twin kit. I really haven't decided yet. I change my mind about every day on it. And what I need to do is I deal with uh, Chris at Duramax Turner a lot. He's, he's great. He's helped me so much along the way with this. And, uh, I need to just call him and just say, you just need to send me parts, man. <laughs> send me what this truck is going to have on it. But, well, let's talk a know, little bit about that. When we're trying to make a decision between singles and twins, there's a couple different things that Danny and I can help out with to point you in the right direction. And as soon right. as we get back from our commercial break, we're going to dive right into that. But for now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Nick with Calibrated Power Solutions. We're breaking new ground in the turbocharger market with our Stealth Series. The Stealth 64 is a perfect replacement for any stock turbocharger on any year Duramax. The 64mm compressor wheel adds at least 80 rear wheel horsepower on a stock fuel system while maintaining stock drivability and excellent spool-up. The Stealth 64 also helps maintain lower EGTs under heavy loads, especially useful for you guys pulling. If you're looking to upgrade or replace your stock turbocharger, Check out the Stealth 64. Perfect balance between power and drivability in a drop-in, stock-appearing turbocharger. For more information, check out DuramaxTuner.com or give us a call at the office at 815-568-7920. So, Katie, we were talking a little bit about how to make a decision between twins and singles. We were talking a little bit about how to really kind of pick what's right for you. So tell me, how do you use the truck now? Uh, the truck right now is pretty much it doesn't tow a whole lot when it does it's usually you know i'll have a skid steer on the back or you know a backhoe maybe but it's nothing really major and it doesn't tow a whole lot mainly it's a uh a pretty truck you know it's a pavement princess and my dad calls it my uh my mercedes my pickup truck <laughs> mercedes you know because it gets pretty babies you know it's it's kind of funny how common that is to have a truck that you really just use as a commuter it's great to have it for towing but you maybe don't necessarily need it it's just awesome to have and i totally and hear you on that front and it's funny because i used to just absolutely give people such a hard time for that so what's the point of having the truck if you're not going to use it as, you know <laughs> drive through the woods with it and throw a fire with the back of it and now i have one and that's exactly what i do with it and i take a lot of heat for it it's amazing how your tone changes when it's your money making the payment right yeah that is that is the truth right there. <laughs> that's what I love about a truck that's kind of got a few dings and scratches. And, you know, you let people borrow and not have to worry about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. we all know my old 7.3 would just, it didn't matter. Anybody could jump in it and drive it. And it you couldn't 
devalue it anything unless you actually crashed it. And then it'd probably make money on insurance. But, <laughs> but like to be honest, when, when you're into a, a 2010 LMM that's beautiful truck that, that has it set up the way you like it, it is really hard to trust somebody else with it, even when you trust them. You know, so I, I understand yep. that. But if you're not yep. using it for sled pulling, which do you do any sled pulling, Caden? No, but I do want to see it hooked to a sled when this gets farther along in this build. I want to see it. I want to hook it to a sled. I've never sled pulled before, but I've always wanted to, and now I got a truck that could. I mean, it has potential to be a sled pulling truck, and I would love to see that. I also want to take it to the drag strip. You know, I just want to see what it can do. You know, I want to see how far I can push those stock pistons before they crack. Three hundred and fifteen feet at the sled pull, and twelve ninety in the quarter. And then that'll crack yeah. the pistons? Or no, that's, that's, where, he, that's where he's at. <laughs> With everything yeah. he just said. <laughs> I, think, I think if we're talking about building an all-around truck and you're not going to be competitive in a, in a sled pull class, so you're not going to dedicate the truck just for sled pull and you want something to work on all levels, I generally yeah. recommend twin kits. What about you, Danny? You cannot go wrong with the twin kit. We're addicted here because we see twin kits on freaking everything. <laughs> so it's like normal for us to see that. But, you know, when it comes to a truck build, you won't have a more pleasurable experience than having a twin kit on your truck. Talk to Bob about that. He's got an LMM with twins. Let me take his truck for uh, the weekend one, long weekend. I didn't want to give it back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to drive it down to Tennessee and back from somewhere else I was with him. And, uh... Every truck we drive with twins on it is just, they're absolutely phenomenal. You have all of that low-end power and that low-end response out of your stock valley charger. And then as you get up into the power band and you really start to need more air and want more power, that's when that S475 comes to life. So if you're talking about a 750-horsepower LMM, you're really only looking at a built transmission with a triple-disc converter, uh, lift pump, fuel pressure relief valve, some of the basic supporting mods. 10 mil pump right probably dual fuelers drive the best on the street yeah. either one will get the power for 750 well, let's, let's, let's forget about all that stuff the feeling after you get done driving a twin kit truck it kind of feels like you just got laid or something <laughs> you, you can't describe it it's just uh it's, the rest of the day is great there that that is absolutely true and i would say the one time the one time the, twins, the one time you got laid yeah that one time i got laid it was great um no but but to be honest with you the one time I would say not to go with twins over maybe like a drop-in replacement is if you're not going to modify the fuel system. So if you're going to stay on stock injectors, stock CP3, you want to leave the truck at 600 horse, you could do a yeah. drop-in Stell 64 replacement. That'll that'll bump up the truck. That'll leave you at, at max out your fuel. you still be safe for Danny's estimates on an LMM, I take it. You're going to tell him to build the motor to go to 750, Danny? Or? Are, are we going to get – this is a Caden's episode here. Let's focus on Caden. I'm just but, wondering, <laughs> would you suggest to Caden to go to 750 to build the motor? Okay, so just to talk about this, there's this guy I pull against. He's got an LBZ, which everybody knows that it's similar to an LMM when it comes to, you know, the block and everything and – things like that yeah right he is maxed out at 750 horse and he is stomping everybody in our class literally just beating them down and he's so yes so 750 Danny, horse stock block stock block Woo. he's got um s366 in the valley um he has 60 percent over injectors and dual fuelers but i know that i worry about him because I don't think that he's going to make it the whole season. You know, I don't know if he's going to be at the next hook. That's that's that what if that's in the equation. That's what we talk about is right. 
where are you going from there? We know that people can get bored at that number and want more, and then now they're already maxed out. Or people, you know, can dial it back a little bit and hopefully prolong the life of that motor. Caden, I think in your situation, you said you want to push this truck till you crack a piston. I'd say throw the twin kit, a set of 60% over injectors and a 10 mil pump on it and run it till it breaks because it may never break. And if you get bored of the power to go anything over that, it's going to need a full build. We're going to need a DT1000 transmission instead of a 750. We're going to need dual CP3s. We're going to need 100, 150% injectors. We're going to go to a 67 in the valley with a 591 for your low pressure charger. The build totally changes at 750 to go to 1000. And that's one of those things that makes it tough when you say, I want to build the truck so that it lasts a long time in the future so that I can build on top of this platform. If your goal is 1,000 horsepower down the road, you may be best off to just do a 67.7 in the valley while you're on a stock motor, yeah. throw the fuel at it, let's blow the motor like that. Then when you build it, now you already have a 67 in the valley. Now we do an S591 twin kit. There's your thousand horsepower all day. Hey, Caden, good thing you were. Good thing you have a great job at Cat. You know, Paul just blew your whole entire freaking paycheck for That's a year. Like a half a year salary. Come on. <laughs> there goes the retirement fund, right? Yeah, yeah. Who needs a retirement fund? You're young. You're young. What are you worrying about <laughs> retiring for? <laughs> yeah, but no, I think uh, I think cracking a piston is like the absolute perfect excuse to just build your engine. <laughs> you know I mean nothing gives you the actual because at that point you just need to I mean if it's your daily driver and you crack a piston then what you yeah. have to build the engine from there so that gives you the perfect perfect excuse to build the engine from there no, I totally agree and, as, all out with it. Oh, yeah. and as we get into that we see it so commonly don't we Danny where people they they run into that exact scenario. They throw a tune on it. They throw a turbo at it. They push it. They sled pull it at 750 horse. They crack it. You're pot committed at that point. You're in. You know, like yeah. you, you got oh, yeah. 15, 20, in. 30, 40 grand into the truck. You got another $10,000 into mods. You're not going to walk away on it. It's not worth anything without a motor. Right. So you have to do it. Right. And who's going to put a stock motor back in it? I don't know. I will say if you yeah. were to ask Guy Tripp at SoCal, he definitely could set you up on all the specs you need for a motor. Um, that was pretty amazing, all of the information that he had provided in the episode with us. But I think that there's a lot of other builders and engine builders throughout the country that you can kind of consider and work with. Obviously, here at Duramax Tuner, we do built motors as well. We're always happy to help people out with those. It's, it's a jump. And that's what I always talk to guys about with your dollar per horsepower. Danny and I tell people every day, you're going to see your best bang for your buck, your, your most horsepower per dollar when you buy tuning. And every mod you do after that, your return diminishes, mm -hmm. right? So when you go to buy your turbo, that's probably your second most bang for your buck. And then you need a trans to hold it. Well, you don't make more power putting a built trans in the truck. You're just able to hold it. So that's a big cost. Then you run into injectors, and injectors are kind of that same trap where you put the injectors in. They're going to help that turbo max the power out, and then you run into that. Now you need a built motor. Um, I always think it's worth it, though, but that's why I never preemptively build a motor. You know, I, I do like to see them break first and then go back and build them so you can enjoy that, that return on your investment. See, us three guys here talking, we have the ability to have access to a shop. Most of our listeners do not. 
So that's why I take the, you know, the safe road a little bit more with our customers. I get to know them a little bit and kind of figure out, like, we always talk about what they actually use the truck for. But if you're not as fortunate as us to be right there, hands-on, having all the tools and equipment to be able to yank a motor and trans like that, it's really hard to set a customer up maxing it out like that. Yeah, I think I think if you're new to diesel or if you if you don't work on the truck yourself or if you're if you're not working at a shop or with a shop primarily, these definitely can put you into tough tough situations. You know, being competitive in the sled pull market, you either need deep pockets or a lot of knowledge. Right. And that that's something that's really required. And I think the same as we get into diesel drag racing, you're not going to find many just customers who are passionate diesel drag racers because there is a lot of investment that goes into it. Um, I do think that we see a lot of enthusiasts usually get to about that 600 horsepower mark. And that, that's what I like to recommend to guys. That's a nice, manageable budget mm-hmm. that's never really pushing a Duramax too far. Stock fuel. Yeah, stock fuel. You know, your turbo, built trans and tuning, some other supporting mods to put it all together. And uh, that really keeps guys safe. But in Caden's situation, he knows he wants to do 1,000 down the road. Yeah, he knows he's got the access to it. Let's take it to 750. Caden, what do you think, man? I think we need to do it. I think it needs to go to 750. Well, it's Dell 67.7. That charger by itself is capable of 800 horsepower. All right. And it has room to grow. So if you decide to twin it and put that, you know, larger atmosphere charger on it in the future, which would be totally awesome, um, it has room to be able to uh, handle that. So you're 1,000 plus at that point. Absolutely. And even on stock fuel, because a lot of guys don't have the budget to just jump in and do turbo injector CP3 pump all in one shot. A lot of guys are going to do a turbo first and they're going to run on stock fuel for a while. When they rack up some more coin, they're going to go ahead and do the injectors and then the pump. And that's fine. That's the cool thing about that 67.7. I got a guy down in Oklahoma, Paul Schmidt at R&M in Hydro, Oklahoma. He runs a 67.7 stock fuel built trans LMM daily driver. That's his everyday truck. He knows if he wants to go in the future, he just needs to turn the fuel up. But he just loves driving the truck. He tows with it. He drives with it. It spools up quick enough to where he can use it every day. And that's something that Danny and I have talked a lot about. That's usually why we stay away from big singles is because you lose that drivability. Yeah, I talk to Paul every time you're away from your desk. <laughs> and he's a great guy, and he he's loving his truck build. I've asked him a lot of questions about stock fuel and his charger because I wanted to do that on my LBZs, run stock fuel, and then you know run that Stealth 67.7. He said, well, what are you waiting on? <laughs> the only thing I would say is when we're specking out a build like that, we want to make sure we talk to one shop that's kind of running point over the whole build because we do want to match up that turbo to the converter. And that's something that's going to be really important to maintain that drivability is setting your stall speed right to be able to match that converter and stay on top of that turbo in its power range. Paul, you just impressed me, man. Once in a while. Once. (laughs) He's absolutely right. And I got to say, I mean, we haven't even outlined the show really. I mean, we're just talking from our experience and how many times have we ran into that problem where it wasn't how many different shops yeah and now you're trying to track down all these issues but you know shop a had a better idea than shop b and and so on and so on and you know now you're in a financial pickle where you're like what is right and what is wrong yeah and it's it's always a nightmare when you have your truck at multiple shops because you you run into a lot of finger pointing you know the truck showed up it had a problem you as a customer brought it there to have that problem fixed but that shop they don't know what happened to cause it. You know, bad mechanics can can cost you a lot of money. So I definitely think it's important get with somebody who's knowledgeable, get with somebody who's experienced, 
let them help you. You know, most guys in this industry are are definitely outgoing. They definitely want to help. They want to assist. Take advantage of that. You know, utilize that for your benefits. Yeah, Caden. Right. So when you're building, don't take your truck to all these different shops. Do it yourself. And uh, make sure if you have any questions, you give us a call. Anybody has any questions on their truck, give us a call. We, whether you're buying something that day or not, we're going to answer your questions. We want to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Any other questions or uh, things you'd like to talk about today, Caden? I think we covered it pretty much. Just ideas on what uh, what this truck needs to do. What I need to tell Chris to get me get coming. <laughs> if you somebody's know? in there in your area and they want to get a hold of you, how can you be reached? Uh, probably by email would be the best. It'd be uh, service at adpdiesel.com. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Caden. We're so happy to have you back for our returning segment of Truck Advisor. This has been Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. Thanks for listening. Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped tunes for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out calibratedpower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. To reach out to the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email paul at duramaxtuner.com or danny at duramaxtuner.com. What? Wait a second. Wait, wait, you have parts waiting to put on there? <laughs> that That's a problem I've never had, to be honest with you. Any parts that have come in for me, they're on that night. It's usually, I'll, I'll sacrifice sleep for it, but... Like the UPS drivers helping me. <laughs> 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 Type, getting it done now. Whatever it takes, man.